Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, 3 years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at Love Letters and Mixtapes, or send me an email at loveletters at gmail.com. In this week's episode, I wanted to discuss a question that has come up for me many, many times in my own life, and that is, are we pulling a geographic or are we simply moving on? Let's start with the definition of what is a geographic. I know many of us know that terminology, but for some of us it might be new. A geographic is an illogical belief that by switching locations, we will solve all of our problems, when in fact, The problems are probably rooted in the things that we are doing every day. Our thoughts, our compulsions, our beliefs, all of those routines and habits that are tripping us up. So even if we move, we will most likely take all of those things with us. And that would defeat the purpose of moving because there's nothing new we are moving to. Now, I have moved many times in my life, and I thought it was important to talk about this topic in particular because... There have been many times when I was running away, and there have been many times when I was running towards something. So as I often do on this podcast, the very first thing I will mention before we dive into the topic is the power of discernment. Discernment is our greatest tool because not every single thing someone says, not every single thing I say on this podcast will automatically apply to you and your circumstances. The whole purpose of conversation and talking to people and even being on a podcast or posting on social media is to generate curiosity and thought. It is not about facts. I don't know the facts of your life. So as we talk about this topic, discernment is so important. And I bring that up also because I am a person who is always reminding myself, be where your feet are. And here I am talking about picking up your life and starting somewhere new and discerning whether that is pulling a geographic or moving on, moving forward, or expanding your life. Let's talk about environment for a moment because I think that that is very important and often overlooked in this discussion. Our environment impacts so many things. It impacts how we see ourselves, our capacity, our worth, our opportunities, and the rest of the world. Consciously or unconsciously, we wake up in the morning, we look around, and we begin comparing ourselves. I remember watching this really interesting video, and it was of Virgil Abloh, the designer, and he was making a comparison. He held up a candle in a crushed metal container, and he said, if I took this candle in this container, and placed it in the center of an all-white, well-lit room, everyone would think it was art. They would be in awe. They would contemplate it. They would celebrate it. But if I took this same candle in this crushed container and hid it on a shelf in a garage, you would think it was garbage. So we can not just change ourselves, but sometimes we can also change our environment and have a completely different experience. So right away with that first story, you can see 
why discernment is so important because we can convince ourselves that we have to constantly run away from where we are and always change our environment in order to make any inner change. Or we can convince ourselves that there's nothing out there for us, that we never have to see the rest of the world, we never have to move, we never have to disrupt our routines, and everything we need is right there where we are. It's really up to you to begin asking yourself, what does this look like for me? How am I experiencing this? What does staying rooted where I am in my routines, my habits, my methods, what does that offer me? And what does constantly running away from ourselves, our lives, our connections, our familiarity, our responsibilities, what does that offer us? As I often mention on this podcast, I'm not referencing one thing as good and one thing as bad. They're simply different. So I'm going to encourage you to check in with yourself and say, what have I been doing lately? And what has been the secondary gain of continuing to do that? If I have moved every six weeks and I'm starting over and I'm constantly introducing myself and I'm in that whirlwind and I've been doing that over and over and over again, what is the secondary gain of that? And what is the secondary gain of never having moved or changed my routine in so long? And do I want something else? That's an important question. No one can decide this for you. Maybe what you want is that constant, on-the-go, new experience. I understand that. And maybe what you want is the grounding and the familiarity and the rhythm of life. That makes perfect sense. No one gets to decide what is best for you or what you need at this point in your life. Let's talk about traveling, exploring, moving, expanding our world, whatever you want to call it. You can even call it pulling a geographic, whatever label you want to put on it. I'm very familiar with that in my own life. I've done that many, many times, and I've had a wide range of experience around it. I've also made every possible mistake that you could make in those experiences, and that's why I feel uniquely qualified to talk about it. I've also received all sorts of unsolicited feedback from the people in my life, whether that was extremely fear-based and negative, or it was almost awkwardly grandiose and positive. So let's drop into that topic for a second. One of the things I would say to myself in meditation all the time, years before I even made my first move, was the death of the person you used to be will lead to the birth of the person you are meant to be. And for me, that line was so powerful and moving. It can sound cliche to you, but it actually has always helped me in my life because it made me feel that it was okay to step away from whatever life I've built or identity I've built and that there was another one waiting for me and I could recreate, rebuild, regenerate whatever I wanted to do at any stage in life. I was not beholden to any timeline. And for me, that was really empowering, even when I felt particularly stuck in my life. And that's why I'm sharing it today. I am by no means telling you to pick up and leave your family and move cross-country. That's not what this episode is about. This episode is about giving yourself permission to be new and the wide range of experiences that comes with that newness. I want to share a personal story to help reframe this topic. And as I like to say on this podcast, the facts aren't really important. It's about the feelings. So I'm encouraging you to listen to the feelings in this story. Back in 2011, 
after a really challenging year and a profoundly challenging and life-changing few months, I decided to move from New York to Los Angeles. And some might look at that and think, oh, that's not that big of a deal. There are two major cities in the U.S., but for me, it was really different. It was 3,000 miles away. The culture is very different. I didn't know anyone, and I didn't have that much money saved. I had just enough to do this. And I made the decision to go. And I knew I would be broke, and I wouldn't know anyone. And deep down, my fear was telling me that I am too old at that point to start over. Laughable, because I was probably 32. And I think some of you know I just had a birthday this week, so... I think it is absolutely just wild that at 32, the whole world had convinced me that I was too old to start over, but I wasn't. And I don't think you are at any age. I think that we put these timelines on ourselves that make no sense and they're so fear-based. You can start over at 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. There's nothing stopping you from starting the life that you want. And it was a really challenging time because there I was, I was lonely, I was always confused about what neighborhood I was in, I was trying to establish myself. I would look for jobs every single morning and apply to jobs and interview. And then in the afternoon, to sort of quell my anxiety and a little self-soothing, I would drive from where I lived all the way down to Malibu. And I would just sit on the beach and watch the ocean or go swimming or watch the sunset and remind myself that I brought myself here and that I belonged here. And I think a really important part of that and the part you might resonate with the most is that I felt more like the best, truest, most authentic version of myself when I was broke, confused, lonely, and unemployed sitting on the beach in Malibu at sunset than I ever did in my entire life up to that point. I felt like I belonged where I was. I belonged in my body. And I also felt like I was somehow an integral part of things. And I can't explain it. I don't know why or how that happened. It just did. And the deeper that I anchored into that feeling instead of running away from it, because it was really scary, the more things began to expand in my life. And to be very honest with you, it was not all sunshine and roses. And that was not an anomaly. That's an integral part of these explorations, whether they're inner or outer. These are important steps, the mistakes, the uncomfortable feelings, the experiences you would not choose for yourself that happened. I spent the holidays alone in LA the first few months I was there. And on Christmas, I got into a major car accident and I had no money left. I was almost out of money, just had a huge car accident. I couldn't use my car for three weeks. I was so upset. I was thinking that I had destroyed my life. I made all of these mistakes. Why had I brought myself here? I could just be home working my old job, doing the same things, and I wouldn't have exposed myself so vulnerably to the universe, right? Just all the weird thoughts you have when something goes wrong. And on top of that, I can say I met some truly awful people on this little hero's journey of mine out west. I had some experiences I would never want to repeat. I met people that I wish I had never crossed paths with. And it's not about the experience being perfect. It's about the experience being real and it's shaking you up and shifting your perspective and revealing skills and strengths and even weaknesses that you didn't know you had. 
and moving through your life with all of that wisdom inside of you, all of those things that you'd normally run away from in your normal routine. And I remember sitting on the beach, just questioning myself, why did you do this? Why did you bring yourself here? What was the purpose? What are you doing? And all of that fear would build up. And then there'd be some voice inside of me that would rise up. And I believe it was the discernment that would say, so what? So your reality was shattered. So what are you going to do next? What would surrendering to this new reality reveal to you? What is this experience as it is happening? Not your old story about the experience, not the way you used to describe it to people, not the very comfortable way that you look at the world. What is going on in the here and now? And can you look at it with a new pair of glasses? And what do you see? And how do you learn more about who you are when your identity shatters or is challenged or is vulnerable? What does it show you about yourself? And what is your response? Do you double down on it? Do you try to recreate what you used to have or who you used to be? I think that that is a very human response when our identity is challenged or when we're presented with new challenging circumstances. We try to just do what we did and we're going to get what we got. And I remember in those moments thinking to myself, no, I am going to allow myself the freedom, the grace, the opportunity to reevaluate everything that I thought I knew and lean into this discovery, this conscious discovery of this experience. This experience is not an anomaly, and I don't have to name it. I can just lean into it. And how does this leaning in lead to an exploration of consciousness? And when we are in these chapters of our lives where we are moving, evolving, growing, whether that means geographically or internally, what are some things that can help guide us? There are three things that worked for me in this one situation I'm describing in Los Angeles, but also every other situation since where I was in a state of newness. The first thing was asking questions and staying curious, staying open. You know, I'm a big traveler and every time I travel, I have these like weird adventures and I meet interesting people and everyone's like, oh my God, why does that always happen to you? Because when I'm traveling, my energy is just wide open. I'm open to it. I'll take that new pathway. I'll take that suggestion. I'll do that next right thing. I'm dropping into my yes and I'm staying very curious. And I encourage you to think about that in your own life. And the next thing is creating safety. And I know that that can sound really strange in these moments where we're exploring something new, either internally or externally, but creating a sense of safety versus a sense of rigidity. And very often, I think we confuse the two. So what does safety look like to me when I'm traveling? What does safety look like to me when I'm in a new situation? What does safety look like to me when I don't have a group around me to support me or I'm not heavily resourced? And figuring out what that looks like in the here and now and really discerning the difference between that rigidity in your daily life and safety. I feel safe because I trust who I am. It wouldn't matter if you drop me on another planet. I feel safe in who I am and how I approach things. And that really, really was cultivated in these experiences of exploring. And the third thing I really recommend is regular inventories and temperature checks. And that can look different for each of us, but 
instead of always pointing the finger outward and looking at what everyone else is doing, an inventory is looking in the mirror and reflecting on how you move through the day, how you process things, which of your thoughts were automatic, and can you stay flexible? There's this practice that I love that I do constantly, and I ask myself, what does this make me think of, and how did I feel about that past thing, and is there any way I'm carrying those feelings into the present moment? So my little adventure going to LA, which changed my life, by the way, <laughs> the most profound, shocking ways ever, but that experience could have been very different if I had held on to my old patterns, my old habits, my old way of looking at the world. But at every stage, I kept asking myself, what does this make me think of and how is it guiding me? And I think a really interesting thing that happens that most people don't talk about is that click, that thing that happens that you didn't see coming when you have propelled yourself into this new energetic space, whether that's internally or externally. And you've spent so long feeling disoriented or feeling like a stranger or self-conscious or just not knowing what to do next. And you just keep doing the next right thing in this new state of mind or this new location. And then one day it falls into place. And I remember when this happened for me in this L.A. story that I'm sharing with you. I had spent the morning job searching and it had been completely fruitless. And as I always did, I drove myself to Malibu in the afternoon. And I was pumping gas on the PCH and someone came up to me and they asked me for directions. And without even thinking about it, I gave it to them. And in that moment, and I, I can like feel it in my chest as I'm telling the story, something instantly clicked and I just started beaming with pride. It was so ridiculous. And I felt like Nick, the narrator of The Great Gatsby, if you remember that book. He moves himself to a new location, he starts a new job, and he's feeling so insecure. And then one day, someone asks him for directions, and he says in the book, and as I walked on, I was lonely no longer. I was a guide. I was a pathfinder. And as silly as it sounds, that's how I felt, and it was incredible. Now you would think that given all of my experience with traveling and moving new places and trying new things and expanding my internal world that I would feel totally comfortable every time I make a decision to do something. And I am here to tell you that I am not. That discernment rises up, but also that fear. And so if you experience that as well, I just want to normalize it. This isn't about bravado and just pounding on our chest every time we have to make a decision and say, oh, I know better. It's not about that. And as another personal example, about eight years ago, I was leaving Los Angeles, the city that I brought myself to, to take a once-in-a-lifetime job opportunity that scared me to death. And it scared me not just because it required a big move for a while, but because every single person in my circle wouldn't shut up about how me moving would negatively impact them. Apparently, me moving and having this major opportunity that was going to open my life was so inconvenient for everyone. And it was almost rude. And I shouldn't do it. And moving is so hard. And why are you doing that? It's going to be so expensive. And you'll never be able to find a place when you come back. And you're going to disrupt your whole life and blah, 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 you know. It went on and on. I was kind of overwhelmed. I couldn't believe what a negative response. No one just said, wow, I can't believe this opportunity just fell in your lap. That's amazing. How did that happen? 
And the very last person that I spoke to before I made my final decision and purchased my plane ticket was my friend Dan. And he let me share all of the things that had been coming up, all the reactions from other people. And he really listened to everyone's reaction to this opportunity. And he heard all of the stress and anxiety that was thrown on me, but that had not originated with me. I was just really proud of myself. And he looked me right in the eye and he said, run as fast as you can towards God. And if someone keeps up, introduce yourself. And so that is my advice to you, dear listener, wherever you are in your life, whatever changes you are making, whatever crossroads you are at, whether that change is internal, external, whether it's relationships, whether it's location, whether it's how you feel about yourself, the God that my friend Dan was talking about is an experience, not a person. He was talking about an experience to run towards. And I encourage you to run towards that experience of connection, alignment, and expansion. And I have no idea what that looks like for you. And thank goodness it is different for each of us. And that's an important part, right? Because the people in our lives can feel like this is not the right thing for us. And sometimes they have really good advice and feedback. And that's where the discernment comes in. But no one knows what is a perfect fit for you. No one knows that spot in the world that has your name on it. It is up to you to find that. And whether that means anchoring into your life in the here and now, wherever you are, or whether that means introducing a deeper level of presence and consciousness into everything you do and every relationship you have, or whether that means hitting the open road or buying a plane ticket or waking up in a place where no one knows your name, run towards that connection with the universe and with yourself and see what happens. See who is there cheering you on. See what happens when you make those changes in your life, when you trust yourself, when you anchor into yourself. And I know that the discernment I mentioned earlier in the episode can be challenging. And it's not about getting it right one time and never having to learn that lesson again. If we're lucky, we get to learn these lessons over and over and over again in our lives. And we get to introduce an elevated level of consciousness every time we are at that crossroads, even if it's just one centimeter beyond where we were the last time. If you are truly running away from your life in an effort to avoid connection and responsibilities and evolution, I have no doubt you will feel that and recognize that when the time is right. It's not about someone pointing a finger at you and lecturing you. It's about you coming to that realization and saying, oh, I've been running away from things. I have not been walking towards things. And if you are holding yourself back or cutting yourself off from your capacity and your life expanding in all sorts of beautiful ways, I know that at the exact right moment, you will feel that and you will know that and it will be undeniable and you will be able to do the next right thing and the next right thing and the next right thing to reorient yourself towards where you're meant to be and what you're meant to do. So again, I want to reiterate this podcast episode is not about abandoning your life. I see a lot of things like that on social media of like give up everything and start over and do this dramatic thing. It's not about that. Maybe it's a quiet change. There have been so many subtle, quiet changes in my own life that guided me to who I'm meant to be, where I'm meant to be, what I'm supposed to do. And there have been some that were completely disruptive 
that I couldn't ignore. So I encourage you to open your eyes today. Look at things through a new pair of glasses and allow yourself the opportunity and the patience to uncreate. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, I had a birthday this week and I wanted to share with all of you the very tiny love letter I wrote to myself to carry me through this next cycle of my life. It's pretty simple. I want this year to be less indecision, more intention. Less fear, more trust. Less give, more take. Less outside feedback, more inner knowing. Less imbalance, more equipoise. Less invisibility, more presence. Less detours, more direction. Less noise, more clarity. Until next time, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Maybe send this episode to someone in your life who would resonate with it. You can also take a moment to like, rate, and review this podcast, and maybe send me an email at loveletters and mixtapes at gmail.com.